Hello, my name is David Leet, and I'm the publisher of the website Leet's Culinaria. And I'm Renee Shetler-Rossi, its editor-in-chief. And welcome to Small Bites, a special edition of our podcast, Talking With My Mouthful. Small Bites is one guest, one topic, one take. And the topic today is schmaltz. So Renee, when someone says schmaltz or schmaltzy, what do you think of? Mm, I think of fatty deliciousness. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I think of like schmaltzy movies, like romantic schmaltzy, oh. sappy kind of things. Maybe that's an older term from before my time. I'm not that much older than you. Enough. And the last thing I think a writer wants to hear is, your work is so schmaltzy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? But no. there's one writer out there who actually I think would enjoy to hear his work is all schmaltzy, and that's Michael Ruhlman. Michael is an author, food writer, blogger, and he's here to talk about his latest achievement, the book of schmaltz. Welcome, Michael. Great to be here, David. Renee. Welcome, Michael. Thanks, Renee. And your new book is The Book of Schmaltz. A Love Song to a Forgotten Fat. Love uh, that subtitle. Isn't that great? A Love Song to a Forgotten Fat. Best subtitle ever. Yeah, I want to say you're right about schmaltzy uh, as an adjective meaning overly sentimental. Mm-hmm. And that's the only definition I had in my dictionary. It didn't say what schmaltz really is, where it came from, which is really? rendered chicken fat. So how did a nice goyim like you end up with a marvelous Jewish fat like schmaltz? Well, I... I, I Love fat, and I think America's wrong-headed uh, uh, fear of fat is, mm-hmm. is a, a bad thing for us. So, Amen. I, um, and people like to talk about it. People were quick to embrace charcuterie, which is basically a love song to animal fat and yes. salt. Um, and schmaltz, I knew about schmaltz. I'd always wanted to work with this um, unusual fat. And when my neighbor, Lois Barron, said, oh, I've, the, the high holidays are upon us. I've got to go make schmaltz. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I had my teacher. Oh, great. Uh, And I asked her to show me the ways of schmaltz. And it opened all kinds of doors for you. Oh, yeah. It showed me what an uh, incredibly versatile, flavorful fat this is. So let's just define for anyone out there who's not familiar with schmaltz. Like, tell us, Michael, the culinary definition of schmaltz. Schmaltz is poultry fat Mm -hmm. uh, and skin, which is rendered. And then the skin becomes crispy, and then onion is added to this and cooked. So you have sort of, it's a flavor of sort of roasted and browned and oniony. Mm-hmm. There's really not a flavor nice. like it. You can have duck schmaltz. You mm-hmm. can have you could even have turkey schmaltz, I suppose. But well, they I never didn't thought have about turkey schmaltz. They never they didn't have uh, turkeys in Eastern Europe where they relied on schmaltz as their main cooking fat. Michael, remind everyone what rendering is because some of our listeners may not know. Rendering is is actually just transforming solid fat into liquid fat. Uh, what you do is you take the skin and fat of a chicken and you chop it up, mm-hmm. and you, I start rendering it in a little water so it starts heating up gently, and then the water cooks off, the fat melts, and you've got this clear, golden, beautiful, delicious fat to work with. Nice, but how long does that process take? Uh, it, well, it depends on how hot you do it yeah. and how carefully you tend it. But yeah, it and t- also how much fat and skin you right. have. Right, you know, a couple of hours usually. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with the skin when you're done? Well, the skin becomes really brown and crispy. As they're called gribbenes. Yes, gribbenes. Um, I've always wondered how to pronounce me that. Me too. I was always <laughs> like gribbenes. Right, right. Um, but it's like chicken cracklings. Right. Yeah. And they make everything more delicious. You can add them to mashed potatoes or on top of mm. salad. Yeah, I've or, had them on top of salads. Uh, they're just delicious. Put them in matzo balls. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an extra treat from the rendering process. And the great thing is... is this whole schmaltz making, theoretically, it doesn't need to cost you anything because you can save the scraps, the skin, and the fat from chicken before you cook it, stash them in the freezer, and then when you've got enough, 
You make your schmaltz. You make your schmaltz. Yeah, it's part mm -hmm. of uh, using all, uh, all the whole bird. Uh, now, once you've made your schmaltz, how long will that last in the refrigerator? Uh, it will freeze indefinitely if mm -hmm. it's well covered. Uh, it'll last for about a week uh, in the fridge. Then I found that it gets it's fairly volatile, mm -hmm. so you start it starts to lose its uh, intense schmaltziness when it goes too long in the fridge. Intense schmaltziness, <laughs> I love that. Um, so now, okay, so this is this amazing complexly flavored fat that you've got. That's kind of like poor man's duck fat. How do you use it? Like I'm assuming you don't necessarily scoop it up by the spoonful. Um, well, you could. I think some you people could. do. You could. Uh, the first thing I would do is roast potatoes with it. Mm -hmm. um, nice. It's so amazingly flavorful, and it gets the potatoes especially crispy and brown and keeps them fluffy inside. Um, you mix it with uh, uh, shredded potatoes to make a, a potato kugel or potato mm -hmm. pancakes. You fry uh, latkes in schmaltz. Mm -hmm. um, you add it to matzah for matzah balls. There's all kinds of uh, ways to use it. In the book, I, I have um, it's a small book. It's just 20 recipes. Ten recipes are traditional recipes mm -hmm. like matzo ball soup uh, and Google. potato kugel, that kind of thing. And then I also found uh, ten contemporary recipes, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Parisian gnocchi with uh, mm -hmm. that are sautéed in schmaltz um, and have schmaltz nice. as part of the That's the pataschudo. Parisian gnocchi. Um, and a, a really delicious brioche made with schmaltz as the fat instead of butter or some other fat. That's really interesting <laughs> right. because earlier today I was telling David, did you see that part in the book about how he mentions he uses schmaltz instead of butter? And baked goods. And baked goods. And of course they have different consistencies. They have different melting points. They have different water content. I'm fascinated by this. How can you substitute... You keep it very cold uh, when you're using it with with flour. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it acts as a shortening. Mm -hmm. um, we also have oatmeal cookies uh, with schmaltz. They're delicious. Really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so there's all kinds of ways to use it. So I, I wanted to have fun and give people new ways to use schmaltz and also educate people about the ways schmaltz was traditionally used. So I'm still caught on this. So you actually can have it so cold that you can cut it into flour like a pie crust or for cookies? Um, sure. If, for that, it's good to cut it and then pop it in the freezer, freezer for 15 minutes, and then it sets right up. Can you imagine having a chicken pot pie with a chicken schmaltz mm. crust? That's a great use of it. it That's... Yep. Oh, my God. Maybe with like a little shower of... Gribbiness. How do you say it again? Gribbiness. Gribbiness. <laughs> Gribbiness. Gribbiness. That sounds fantastic. It's a great idea. One of the things I found out about your book is that it's one of a series it actually serves as a model for a series of short single-subject cookbooks mm -hmm. uh, based on technique called Roman Singles that I'll be doing with Little Brown. Oh, thank Lord. And what are some of the other topics? Can you tell us? Uh, they'll be both very basic, mm -hmm. such as uh, roasting, braising, and there will also be some more, more advanced techniques, such as sous vide at home and, uh -huh. uh, and uh, preserving food. From your mouth to God's ears, in the cab right now, just before this, I was saying, I really think we should do more things about how we should, about braising and how people should roast and how people should should poach. And I think it's great well, that your books are coming out. We can't do it because you're going to do it better than Yeah, Ruman's going to so. do it. So we'll just basically have your stuff on the site and have people learn how to do it from you. Well, I think more people need to know basic technique and they want to know basic technique. There's this interest in, in, in cooking food now, cooking mm -hmm. our own food. Yes. People want to know the basics. So I'm all about teaching people about fundamental technique. Because if you have one technique, you have a thousand recipes. At exactly. It frees you. 
So these new book, Roman Singles, really are an extension of what you've been doing throughout your whole career with other books like Romans 20 and Ratio, right? Yeah, absolutely. All, uh, technique is what interests me. I, uh, recipes are actually boring to me. Uh, it's the technique that engages the imagination. That's wonderful. Well, Michael, it's been a pleasure having you. Thanks so much for coming, Michael. Delighted to be here, always. Michael Roman is the author of more than 20 books, his latest being The Book of Schmaltz. And you can find Michael on Twitter, at Ruhlman, and also on his blog, Ruhlman.com. 